Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me. This week, we've been reading through the Gospel of Luke, one of my favorite books of the New Testament. And today, we're looking at worship from the book of Luke. And on my worship episode, we've got my partner in crime, Brother Terrell Boger. Terrell, good to see you today. Good to see you. Man, so how has Luke been this week? It has been wonderful. I love the book of Luke. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, what's, what's one of your favorite parts of Luke? Well, I know a lot of people will say uh, the resurrection, maybe some of the healings. Uh, you know, we have the Lord's Prayer in Luke, but I love the genealogy. Really? I do. Okay. Because it takes us, you know, it, it's a history. It it shows us the path that from God to Jesus, how it came to us or how he came to us. Well, good deal. Yes. Most people would not choose a genealogy, but awesome. Luke yes, chapter 3. I think that's deal. my mom in me. She's a genealogist and she oh, okay. taught me growing up to learn and love you know, just your heritage and where you come from. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, all week we've been reading through the book of Luke, different passages. And one of the things that uh, I've tried to bring out in Luke is that the gospel of Luke, more so than any other gospel, mentions the Holy Spirit and mentions prayer. And I kind of wanted to focus a little bit on uh, dealing with worship, mm -hmm. how the Holy Spirit leads you in worship, and uh, and how we infuse even the the discipline of prayer in in corporate worship, and 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 how that affects your your role and what you do. So, yeah. kind of share a little bit of insight with with me. Well, um, I know we we joke around here at the church a lot that you know we're doing things different this week. That's just because the Spirit leads us in different ways each week. Um, you know, each week I sit down, I read the text that you're going to be preaching on, and usually my first prayer is, okay, God, what do you want your people to hear? Yeah. What are we going to tell your people? And I say we because I don't, I, I don't do the planning. God does it through me. And um, I just try to point back to the text. I always try to take people to the cross, and then, you know, I want to try to hit on something. God, what do you want your people to hear you say? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Well, tell me, how how tough has that been going through Leviticus the past few months? I, at first, honestly, I thought it would be really, really hard. Yeah. But I was talking to a, another worship pastor friend of mine, and he asked me the same question. I said, honestly, it's been kind of easy because you say Leviticus is kind of a worship book. So each week... It's been like, God, we're just going to sing about your glory. And we're God, we're going to sing about your holiness. You know, we're going to sing about the blood, how it points us to the blood of Jesus Christ. So I thought it was going to be hard, but it's it's been really not easy. But I know each week we're going to sing about God's glory, his holiness, and the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad to hear that. Um, talk to me about the discipline of prayer as a worship leader, um, not necessarily how important prayer is. Yeah. I know how important prayer is to you, but how do you discipline yourself in your prayer life? Um, you know, based on the book of Luke, we see different ways to pray and, and that the disciples wanted to learn to pray. Well, I hear um, you say it all the time. When you want to talk to people about God, make sure you talk to God about people first. Yeah, yeah. And as a worship leader, one of my mantras I always say is, how can you lead people to somewhere that you've not been? Mm. So if I'm not spending the time uh, in worship during the week, you know, it's going to kind of fall flat because I'm kind of, I'm not leading now. I'm kind of in a position of behind them. I'm trying to push them ahead of me because I've not taken the time and the discipline to first pray and worship and sing and read each week. So I want to make sure that I've been there first. So it's not a, hey, y'all need to go there, but it's, hey, congregation, come with me, follow me. Um, and I, a lot of times I follow 
the prayer that uh, Christ tells us in Luke 11. You know, we always talk about the Lord's Prayer. First, you know, hallowed be your name. I'm going to glorify your name. Yeah. Um, give us this day, you know, and maybe a prayer of, God, this is what we need from you, a, a prayer of forgiveness. So I try to follow that model in our worship planning. It's like, God, we're going to first, we're going to declare your glory. We're going to say who you are. And then we're going to thank you. And then, you know, you can use different prayer models like the Acts model too. Yeah, yeah. But so even in my own prayer life, sometimes the worship sets that we use, and I say that meaning the song set, is sometimes kind of reflective of some of the prayers I use. Awesome. So let me ask it, mentioning, you know, your practice of that. So immediately when people think about great worship leaders, mm -hmm. great, you know, those famous artists and, and things like that, um, we talk about their talent. We right. talk about uh, their style. We talk about their ability to, uh, the charisma and ability to, to draw a crowd. But who would you say leads through prayer and, and is led by the Holy Spirit? Who, who in your influence has taught you how to do that? Whether they're big name <laughs> artist or we may not know their names. Right. You know, you may know, but um, who, who leads you spiritually? In, in as a worship leader in uh, uh, through um, music? Well, that's a tough question. I know growing up, um, I guess one of the persons that kind of I modeled after, he didn't even, uh, he, he led in worship, but not from the stage, he led from the orchestra. His name was Howard Everhart, and he's he's at home now. He's, he's in glory. Yeah. And I, I remember just talking to him a lot of times, just asking him different questions. Um, and that was one of the things he said was prayer was vitally important. Make sure that you lead from a place of humility. Um, kind of a every day I get up, every week I get up on the stage. I'm just honored. I'm like God. I don't know why you chose me to do this, but yeah. help me. Let it not be about me. Let it not be about what I can do. But Father, through me, tell your story. Um, and just these past two days, I got to be with seventy of my closest friends with the churchmen. You know, we just pour into each other and just getting to hear their ministry mm. and just talking with them. You know, some of the local guys uh, around here that I just, I love talking to um, at local churches, just knowing what their um, situations are and, you know, getting advice from them. But yeah, like you said, some of the greatest worship leaders are people you don't know of because they lead through humility. They don't want their name out. They would prefer that their name never be mentioned. Amen. Man, I love that. Well, uh, as we... Uh, as we think about the book of Luke, we know there are many stories in the book of Luke, especially with uh, that, that are brought on through prayer and through uh, the Holy Spirit and his role. And I think you've got a song for us based on Luke that uh, that really comes about through the work of the Holy yes. Spirit. Uh, so talk to us about the song. Well, every time um, I read the book of Luke, you know, Everybody, that's the Christmas story. I can't help but think about Christmas, reading the first three chapters of Luke, and I am just, um, of course, it's my favorite time of year. Um, but the song is, What Child Is This? And mm. I love this hymn um, just for so many reasons. The the language of it, that we use words in this that very poetic that I wish we would use more often. But I'm not going to play on my guitar on this one. I just want to sing an a cappella um, and I want y'all to sing along and listen to the words. Some of these words are just so beautiful. So, um, sing along with me. 
What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Who angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. The king of salvation brings, let loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. What a great song and great reminder of the the God-man, God in flesh, Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is the one that we truly worship. So thank you so much yes. for that, brother. And I am so glad it was a Christmas song that, uh, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm ready for Christmas. Amen. I really am. Yes. <laughs> it's the end of September. We're finishing up this last week, and so we are getting into that season. What a great reminder. Uh, so as we close out our worship episode, we want to have a hey, check this out moment. Yeah. Uh, Brother Terrell, what's your check this out? Resource. My check this out resource is one I hope you all know about already and have seen many times, but it's the Charlie Brown Christmas. Because <laughs> yeah. again, when I think of Luke, the first thing I think of is chapter two, and then I go to Linus giving his um, wonderful uh, monologue. And I just want to turn to it real quick because a lot of people don't know this. We know Linus, he had the blanket, his security blanket, but when Charlie Brown exclaims, Does anybody know what Christmas is all about? And Linus gets up there and begins. And there in the region, there were some shepherds staying out in the field. But how many people notice that when the angel appears to the shepherds, and Linus says, and the angel said to them, fear not, he drops his blanket, his security blanket, because the angel told him to fear not. So uh, Linus does not need that security anymore. And my, my family always loves to pick on me because they know to watch me during that scene because <laughs> every time without fail, I will cry. I cannot help it. I've seen it hundreds of times. And I tear up each time. Amen. What a sweet, sweet time. I, I love that that Christmas uh, uh, tradition, I'll yes. say, yes. That, that you have in your family to watch that. So thank you. You've shared that many times. I love it. Well, my Hey, Check This Out moment is actually a book brought on by the book of Luke uh, uh, about the Holy Spirit's role. And, and there are several, several passages where it says Jesus was led by the Spirit. Well, my resource is called Spirit-Led Preaching by Dr. Greg Heisler, uh, The Holy Spirit's Role in Sermon Preparation and Delivery. And I want to just read just a few uh, few sentences from uh, uh, one of the pages. Uh, Dr. Heisler says, One way to overcome the apathy of the pew toward preaching is for preachers to return to the days of Jeremiah, when the word of God was so powerfully shut up in his bones like fire that he couldn't hold it in. Come to the pulpit so full of the word of God 
and so full of the Spirit of God, unable to hold it in, and you will find that your people cannot wait to take it in. Moody said, catch on fire for Jesus, and the world will come and watch you burn. And that's been one of the one of the things that I've prayed for in my own preaching uh, is spirit-led mm. preaching, spirit-filled preaching. And so uh, that's my resource uh, from Dr. Uh, Greg Heisler. And we pray that you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to us. Brother Terrell, any last words? Just haste to bring him laud. Amen. May we praise and worship our Savior, Jesus Christ. We love you. We're praying for you stakes in the ground.